0: All right, everybody, welcome to the Backseat Huddle Podcast, episode 22. As always, I am your host, Tristan Weber, and today we're talking about the playoffs. So today I'm going to be talking to you guys about the NFC playoffs. We're doing my my playoff predictions. Today we're going to go ahead and do the AFC on Thursday. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. I'm going to start off with the San Francisco 49ers versus the Seattle Seahawks. So this one, the reason I'm starting with this is because this one seems like it would be the most obvious answer of all the NFC playoff games. Uh, Pretty much everyone's going to pick the 49ers to win this game, but I don't feel like it's that obvious. I don't feel like it's like that straightforward. The reason being is this absolutely could and feels like it could be a trap game for the San Francisco 49ers for a couple of reasons. Uh, The first of which is it's very difficult to beat a team three times. We hear that a lot and it remains to be true. We've seen it in the past where a team gets swept in the regular season and then the playoffs obviously that team comes back and beats that team that that second, that first time, whichever way you want to say it. Uh, So The 49ers, like I basically said before, is they won both matchups in the regular season, the first of which they won 27 to 20 by obviously 20 points. The second game they won by nine points. So once again, it's difficult to beat a team three times. However, I feel like the bigger story is that the Seahawks are absolutely playing with house money in this game. Like look at the look at the position the Seattle Seahawks are in right now. They have nothing to lose. Preseason, Vegas had them winning three or four games, and now here they are in the playoffs. So they're they, they just, there's nothing. They're not even supposed to be here. The Seattle Seahawks are not supposed to be in the playoffs right now. And let's look at their actual team. They're playing a journeyman quarterback who's having the best season of his life. They're playing a stud rookie left tackle, a stud rookie right tackle, a stud rookie corner. Like, There's just no reason the Seahawks should be here. So for that reason, they're going to play like it. There's no pressure on the Seahawks for this game. All of the pressure is on the San Francisco 49ers to win this game. So the Seahawks have absolutely nothing to lose. And they're just going to throw the kitchen sink at the 49ers. Because if something goes wrong, what does it matter? What does it matter if something goes wrong? If they go for a trick play and it goes wrong, what doesn't matter? They weren't supposed to be there. If it goes right, guess what? It's a great way to help pull the upset. Just throw everything you've got at the San Francisco 49ers. And we know that the Seattle Seahawks coach, Pete Garrell, he likes to gamble. We've seen him do it in the past. Even when he shouldn't gamble. So for those of you that are listening on the audio, I just cut to the super bowl losing interception. So sorry, you guys don't get to see that. So even when he isn't supposed to gamble, sometimes he does. So what do we expect from the San Francisco or what do we expect from the Seattle Seahawks this game? I absolutely expect them just to give the 49ers everything that they have got in this game. They're just going to go all out because it doesn't matter if they lose. They've had a successful season up to this point. So, whatever. They made it to the playoffs when just a couple weeks ago. I said that they were a rebuilding team. And I still believe that they are a rebuilding team. They're just a rebuilding team that's super far ahead of schedule. Now, all that being said, the 49ers should win this game. Okay. They're clearly the better team. Even if they are also playing a rookie at a key position, they're playing a rookie quarter quarterback. The 49ers are at home. Their team in general has more playoff experience. Their coach has a ton of playoff experience. So does obviously Pete Carroll but Mike Shanahan's got a ton of playoff experience, even going back to his days in Houston. The San Francisco 49ers are a better roster, and like, look, let's call it how it is with this 49er team. If the 49ers had a legitimate quarterback or a real quarterback, say a Justin Herbert or even someone in the top 10, it would almost feel like the San Francisco 49ers would be the overwhelming favorite in the NFC. So despite everything I said about the Seahawks having nothing to lose, I still like the 49ers to win this game, especially after the Seahawks just struggled to beat the beaten up, heavily injured Rams uh, team last week. And then they also had to rely on a Lions win to get into the playoffs. So Seahawks, they're a nice story. I'm happy for them. It's cool. They made the playoffs. Great job to them. They deserve all the praise. But I like the 49ers fairly big. I'm going to say they win 27 to 17 this week. Uh, Giants versus Vikings. Okay, this one's going to be the most challenging one for me. Uh, The main reason is just because I haven't watched a ton of Giants football this season, and I also really don't like the Vikings. Like, I just, I harp on the every single week. What am I saying? I don't even, I don't like either of these teams. I don't like the Giants. I also don't like the Vikings. I don't like either of these teams, and now I have to pick one. It's a, which one do I like? Which one do I dislike a little bit less? Or I guess it's just a silly way of saying, which one do I like more? But you guys get the idea. If there was a game for me to... Wish I could just not watch this postseason. It would be this one. It just feels like a team, the Vikings and the Giants, it just feels like a matchup of two teams who really aren't that great and probably wouldn't be in the playoffs most other seasons. Both of these two teams have a negative point differential, and that just doesn't feel good when we're talking about a playoff matchup. So at this moment, uh, Fox Bet has the Vikings as a three-point favorite, and that feels about right. Vegas typically gives the home team about three points just by virtue of being at home, which means that if this game was on a neutral site, it'd be a pick'em, which feels right. But I am forced for the content and for the ratings and for my sponsorships and for my viewers and for my paycheck that I'm not getting for this show to make a pick. So I'm going to make a pick. Uh, I like the Vikings, okay? And I like the Vikings in this game because it's an offensive league and a, and the Vikings feel like they have significantly more firepower on offense I am concerned about the Vikings' recent offensive line injuries. However, if you look at the five best skill position players in this game, and that matters, the skill position players matters. Look at the Cincinnati Bengals last season. Having skill position players absolutely matters. So if you look at the five best skill position players in this game, it feels like the Vikings have three or potentially four of them in Justin Jefferson, Hawkinson, Kirk Cousins, and Dalvin Cook. And the fact that I have to include Kirk Cousins as one of the top five skill position players in this game tells you what you should even know about this game. And then on the on the other side, you have Saquon for the Giants, and then really doesn't feel like much else. Uh, it feels like that could be the difference maker in this game. The Vikings won the regular season matchup. It feels like they should win this one again. It feels like they're the better team, and I anticipate the Vikings winning the rematch. However, of all the games this week, I mean all of them. This one, I feel the shakiest about. I just I just don't know. I feel like I'm picking between two teams that really aren't that good. But I'm going to take the Vikings. They're at home. They feel like the better team. I like their offense more. And I do like Kirk Cousins more than Daniel Jones. Cool? So for that, I'm going to pick a replay of the regular season game. Same score, Vikings 27-24. And lastly for the NFC, the Buccaneers versus the Cowboys. So this game was also challenging for me to pick because I've watched a lot of these two teams. I'm a big Brady fan, grew up a Dallas fan, as you can see behind me. Uh, But this one's a challenge because I can really lean either way with this matchup. It's quite frankly because I don't love either of these teams. Their weaknesses are very obvious for me, and their strengths don't match up to the opposing team's weaknesses super well. So I do have a lot of... I have a lot of thoughts on the Cowboys versus the Buccaneers, and I have a lot of contrasting feelings, so this game is a real challenge for me to articulate how I feel and really come up with who I feel like will win one way or the other. But one of the major things is it feels like the Buccaneers have the better roster, in my opinion. We've seen the Tom Brady-led Buccaneers have success in the postseason. Obviously, they won the Super Bowl two seasons ago. Last season, they beat the Eagles before almost almost completing that huge comeback versus the Rams last season. But they're also, the Buccaneers are, the Buccaneers are also getting healthy in some key spots on the offensive line, which is a big deal. Obviously, when you have a quarterback like, like Tom Brady, who can't really move, uh, they're getting healthy with their left tackle, appears to be coming back to 100%. Their right tackle, Tristan Wirfs, is appearing to come back to 100%. However, there is some concern that the Buccaneers center got hurt against the Falcons last week, but Ryan Jensen, who is, I believe they're all pro, I believe he was, center last season, He got injured in the preseason. He may be coming back for this game. So that's obviously a big one. But I've spoken at length about why I don't like the Buccaneers the past few weeks. And rather, why I don't like the Buccaneers. I've spoken about that before. The Tampa Bay offense has consistently underperformed this season. And I'm not buying into the fact that they've played about six or seven good offensive quarters over the past 18 weeks. That's got to be a concern if you're a Buccaneers fan. Alternatively, if you're a Cowboys fan, They're having some injuries as well. Uh, I've spoken about that a little bit. They've had nagging injuries on the defensive line. Their defensive backfield's banged up. Tony Pollard is dealing with a nagging thigh injury. What do we know about Dak Prescott's thumb injury? He's thrown a bunch of interceptions since then. And Dallas... To kind of piggyback on that Dak Prescott interception thing, they've had their fair share of offensive struggles recently. It's well publicized that Dak's throwing a bunch of interceptions right now, so I'm not going to harp on that. But the Cowboys have also struggled running the ball the past two weeks. They only had 87 yards rushing against the Titans and 64 yards rushing against the Commanders in that Week 18 blowout. Now, I don't know if that's a blip or a trend, but... It is concerning going into a game against the Buccaneers team that's known for having a stout run defense. And then if you're like me, you don't really trust Dak Prescott to be the guy who pulls the team. The team pulls him a little bit, in my opinion. Now, here's my struggle is it is very easy to look at how the Buccaneers have, how their starters have played recently. Obviously, that big win against the Panthers, and they went up 10-0 to zero against the Falcons before they pulled their starters. It's really easy to look at how well they've played recently And then look at how the Cowboys played against the Commanders. They did not play well. And then just pencil it in as an easy win for the Buccaneers. However, we have seen it happen plenty of times where a team gets embarrassed. They get blown out. And then the next week they come back and play extremely well. That is absolutely on the table for the Cowboys. On top of that, there's also this interesting pattern that the Cowboys have when it comes to losing. They have a literal losing pattern. They're yet to lose back-to-back games this season, so thanks to RJ Ochoa for this. Here's the Cowboys win-loss pattern this season. They lost a game, then they won four in a row. They lost a game, then they won two in a row. They lost a game, then they won four in a row. They lost a game, then they won two in a row, and then they just lost a game. So by that, if the Cowboys win four games in a row, they will win the Super Bowl. I don't think that'll happen, but it's just an interesting thing to kind of think about. Now there are three things I'm getting to the point now. Okay. I'm dragging this on a little bit. There are three things that I feel will decide the football game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And two of them are fairly obvious. So I will start with the least obvious one. Number one, the matchup between Cowboys wide receiver, CD lamb and Tampa Bay corner, Carlton Davis. I am in the camp. And I am of the opinion that the Dallas Cowboys do not have enough weapons outside of CeeDee Lamb, okay? They don't have enough weapons outside of him to really succeed. And Tampa Bay corner, Carlton Davis is really good. If he shows up like he did against the Bengals, okay, he pretty much locked down Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase, whether you want to admit it or not, is better than CeeDee Lamb. Carlton Davis versus Jamar Chase looked like this. Carlton Davis aligned from Jamar Chase on 33 of his 40 routes, and Davis limited him to three receptions on eight targets for only 32 yards. I am very much, I very much think that Carlton Davis will show up in this playoff game just like he did against the Bengals, and then who else are the Cowboys going to throw the ball to? That leads me to my second point. Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Todd Bowles versus... Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. So number two, Buccaneers head coach Todd Bulls versus Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach is also their defensive play caller, and his matchup with Kellen Moore feels like a mismatch, okay? So say what you will about the Tampa Bay offense, and I have given them hell all season long. I have not been nice this Tampa Bay offense, but... The Tampa Bay defense has consistently been one of the best in the NFL since Todd Bowles has been there. Todd Bowles is one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL, and it feels like with the blueprint that the commanders laid out and Bowles' natural ability and natural defensive mind, he has an excellent defensive mind, it feels like we may see the Cowboys offense get stifled like they were week one against the Buccaneers where they only put up three points. Especially if Carlton Davis, who is able to have a game, an amazing game against Jamar Chase, if he's lined up against CeeDee Lamb, then who do we expect Dak to throw who do we expect Dak to throw to? So it feels like Todd Bowles is going to be better as a defensive coordinator doing his thing on the defense than Kellen Moore will be able to will be able to drop versus this Tampa Bay defense. So I feel like this feels like a mismatch here. And lastly, probably the most obvious one, number three. Brady versus deck when it comes to teams that are close enough. Okay. And I feel like the Tampa Bay versus Cowboys, they aren't super different in terms of their talent level, the overall rosters. It's not super different. I do feel like Tampa Bay is better, but these teams are pretty close. And when it comes to teams being very close, you gotta bring it down to the quarterbacks. At the end of the day, I trust Brady significantly more than I trust Dak Prescott. So for that, I am picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a fairly low-scoring affair. I'm going to say Tampa Bay 21, Dallas Cowboys 17. So that's it. That's my show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Feel free to drop me the like, subscribe, follow if you're on YouTube, TikTok, whatever. Take care, everybody.